Well, hello everyone and welcome to Maharangi Vineyard Church Live. We are doing something a little bit different this morning and we're going to be doing it for the next um, three weeks, you know, really because we haven't been able to um, meet together since we made some really, really exciting announcements just around the whole area of leaning into opportunity and, and really praying together and seeking God for what um, he has for us as a church family. You know, none of that, none of that stops because we're we're in lockdown and we can't meet together. Um, and the other thing that we we haven't been able to do is actually get to know um, the three incredible couples that we have invited on to leadership team of Maharangi Vineyard. And so what we thought we'll do is much to their excitement and joy is do some Zoom interviews and conversations with each of these couples. And so this morning, we're actually starting with Niall and Grace Preslin-White. So welcome to Maharangi Vineyard Church Live. You guys will experience now all the joy that we get to do as we do, that. We do this every week. Um, and, and no doubt an added grace for us as we go forward. So why don't you guys introduce yourselves and maybe just tell us all a little bit about who you are. Kia ora Maharangi Vineyard. We are so excited to share a little bit about ourselves and our heart um, for church and for our community. So I'll start off by sharing a little bit about myself. My name's Grace. I am married to this handsome man over here. We've been married for 11 years now and we've got three kids, uh, Shiloh, Abriana and Benaya, and they are such delights. I've got to spend a whole lot of extra time with them over lockdown uh, and you'll hear a little bit about that later on. But um, I'm actually a local girl. I've grown up in this area. My parents have been here for over 40 years. And uh, I just really love this community. Went to local schools, uh, went to Bible College in Snell's Beach and have a heart to see this community thrive. Uh, I am also a teacher by passion and I get to do that part-time at the moment while I also take care of our kids. And I love being in the outdoors. So that's something that really floats my boat. And as well as that, I love connecting with people and having heart-to-heart conversations. Yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, my name's Niall. Um, and I am a Waikato boy. Grew up on a dairy farm down there. Thank you, Samurai. Um, and uh, I moved up to Snell's Beach when I was about uh, 16 years old. Um, and I uh, had actually come up here when I was originally 10 and had come to Lifeway and, and seen uh, the Bible college there. My dad had come up um, and that was sort of a, a radical change in his sort of life, you know, becoming a Christian, finding God. And so as a, I think it might've been 10, um, as a 10 year old boy, that really inspired me. And so I'd had this real passion in my heart that when I finished school, I was going to come up and do the Bible college um, at Lifeway. <clears throat> Didn't really know much about God. You know, my grandparents were Christians, but it was sort of, you know, not, nothing that I was, um, you know, invest in too deeply. Um, so when I moved up um, and started um, the Bible College uh, at 17, that was the beginning of my journey um, with Jesus and um, obviously haven't looked back since. So um, I uh, work for a company called Time Cloud, uh, which is locally owned, um, and I am I'm in the sales department. Um, so that's what I do. I, I've, I've spent most of my uh, days on Zoom um, and, uh, yeah, um, obviously, 
work hasn't been too much different for me. I'm just a just a, a different office, um, but same computer. Um, so, uh, but yeah, Pat got a passion for uh, the youth, so that's what I focus on um, for Mahirangi Vineyard um, is the youth, and um, yeah, just a real passion to to impart wisdom and see them flourish and transition from uh, a child into adolescence and um, building a firm foundation for you know the difficult things in life that we all face um, but you know if I can impart um, and give them you know from from my side and and the Holy Spirit working through um, myself and Sam as well um, if we can impart a firm foundation uh, then we set them up for success you know later on in life. Awesome and I know we um, I actually got a text from someone today just saying how much they miss gathering together at church which was really lovely and one of the things we asked you guys to kind of think about was what have you missed and what have you gained in this season of interruption? I mean, our lives over the last two years have been a pretty big series of interruptions. So what is something, Linda actually asked me this question. I went, oh my gosh, it's really hard. Um, but I also am not homeschooling little kids. So yeah, I would love to hear what that's been like for you guys. So I think that something that's the biggest thing that I've missed is connection with people that physical, tangible, we're in the same room, uh, we're drinking from the same coffee pot, that kind of connection. And uh, especially with just being with my kids all day, every day, uh, the only place I can hide is in my room and, and they find me there. Uh, and, you know, as mums, especially when you're stay-at-home mums, you do a lot of getting together with other mums in the same season. Your kids run off and play and you just have that moment in time where you can chat and laugh about the washing and cry about the tantrums uh, and how we're not allowed to have them because we're too old for that uh, as well as that I really missed the opportunity to connect with my whanau that are not in our Auckland zone or actually not in our bubble uh, there could be family that are just really close by and still we can't see them uh, and I was looking forward to going to Hamilton these holidays but unfortunately we're not allowed out of Auckland. And I know that actually for many people, their needs around connecting with whānau are perhaps a lot greater than mine. Uh, and there are people that they miss that they're just not gonna get to see for a while because they're overseas or they're in a different uh, alert level. And I really do feel for people who are in those seasons who are really struggling with that lack of physical connection. Mm. I think for me, in terms of something that I've um, missed, well, funnily enough, uh, my life hasn't really been much different, um, considering that, uh, if anything, my life has been busier with work. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm a little bit jealous, actually, of, of um, not being interrupted enough. <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, something that I, I have missed is, is just gathering together. Um, and whether that's, you know, with family, or friends or church, um, especially the youth as well. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's even for someone that's, uh, you know, more of an introvert like me, um, it, you know, it gets to a point where you just, you just crave actually gathering with mm -hmm. other people and, and having a laugh and exchanging the stories. And there's, a, there's something really special about it. And, you know, if we think about the idea of, of coming to the table, you know, it's, it, you know, in that sense of rubbing shoulders with another, with one another, 
um, just you just feed off that and you learn off it, and and so that that's that's been that's been a bit tough, um, um, having to do that via Zoom or via phone call or, or Facebook Messenger. Um, so that that's something that I'm looking forward to is, is being able to rub shoulders with with everybody again. Wonderful. Do you have anything you feel like you've gained over this time? Yes, I through both of these uh, larger lockdowns, we've been in level four and level three. I have really felt this permission to do nothing. And I think for certain personalities and for a busy mum, doing nothing doesn't come around often. And you almost, or for me personally, I've almost built up this ability to always be doing something, to be multitasking, to just to get the jobs done, uh, to get out the door on time to school. And, uh, and I feel like lockdown has forced me to stop, to pause, and just to take time to do things at a slower pace. That has been a real lesson for me. And I, I actually really appreciate that forced pause or that forced slowdown of momentum. And I hope that that's something I can take, not just in this season, but when we get to level two and level one, that I can still take those times to pause and to just slow down a bit. That's awesome. Yeah, I think for me, um, one of the things that I've really noticed um, in my life, uh, you know, that I've gained is, is just a sense of peace and grace. Um, because, you know, with all the chaos <laughs> and uncertainty between the conspiracies and critical thinking and what's true and what's false. And I think what I've come, come to realize is that, um, you know, there's an incredible peace within me and, you know, that peace that talks about, you know, beyond understanding. Um, and I think, you know, when I, when I sort of ponder on that, I think what it comes down to is, is how much do we actually trust in Jesus? You know, and I've got a few quick fire scriptures that I'll read out. So um, one of Psalms, uh, in Psalms 91, it says, I will stay of the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. In Proverbs 3, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Mm-hmm. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. In Psalm 86, it says, teach me your way, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. And then Matthew 6 says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble <laughs> of its own. Um, and how true is that? Um, but, you know, so I, I think, you know, when we, and those are just examples of scriptures that all throughout the Bible in terms of trusting in the Lord. And I think what those scriptures say is, is God saying, you know, eyes on me, um, that this life is full of drama um, and dramas are not going to go away. Um, uh, there's going to be every day there'll be some sort of drama going on and sometimes it's worse, worse than the others and um, we've, got to understand, we've got to ask ourselves like, where do we sit where do we stand um, what is the foundation that we're standing on who, who is it that we're looking at mm-hmm. you know we all have um, an, an eternal footprint on our lives and we are saved by grace and so I think my encouragement I guess the things that I've learned my encouragement to everybody is that we should Ask ourselves, honestly, do I trust in the Lord with all of my heart? And if I don't, you know, then consider a deep dive into prayer, into the word, into worship, and just a refocus of our lens on the person of Jesus Christ, because 
there's a reason why the scripture says, you know, having that peace that is beyond understanding mm. is because you, we can't fathom it. Like I, if, I, if I talk about, if I feel, you know, if I try to describe the peace that I have in my heart, despite the chaos that's out there, I can't describe it. It's just, it's just there. Um, it's so strong. Um, and if I take my eyes off the person of Jesus Christ, then that's when the wheels start to wobble. And um, so I think that's something that I've really learned about myself. And, and that just comes through focusing in and, and speaking out these scriptures and just asking that, that hard question. And do I actually trust in the Lord with all my heart? That's awesome. Wonderful. You know, we've been, we've been using lots of language around the whole um, sort of leaning into opportunity and one of the one of the scriptures, but what some of the sort of things of of that, um, that leaning into opportunity was, was the idea that, oh, maybe just maybe we could step into something and who knows what scripture says, who knows um, what could happen or what the Lord could do. And, and I know it's really, it's almost counter sometimes like you think, oh, you know, this season's all about surviving, but um, I just thought, oh, you know, if you've got the space or the, or the, or, or to sort of step outside of surviving and think about, oh man, I would love to see God do something or do this or do that. We're talking about, you know, sort of in your lifetime, um, what would you just love to love to love to see God do, you know, that, that, you know, who knows, maybe God will do some, something extraordinary. Um, and yeah, and it's a hard, it's a, it's kind of an unusual time to be thinking about, you know, gosh, who knows what God could do, but, but <laughs> Hey, who knows what God could do? Hey? <laughs> um, so uh, is there anything that you sort of, you know, as you've read the question and you're thinking about like, man, man, I just, you know, it's that whole thing of daring to dream or daring to Ooh. hope. Um, what would you love to see God do? You know, in the context of, of our community, in the context of Maharingi Vineyard, in the context of your own life or the life of your children, whatever. So dreams have no parameters. Yeah, I think that something that's really close to my heart is Bano. And I feel like family is, is, is one of the important or key foundations of our society. And where there's breakdown in family, the society doesn't have that foundation to stand on. So therefore it just breaks down and it's a knock-on effect into multiple problems. So I really have a heart to see family reconciliation and just a real rebuilding of families in New Zealand. And of course, first of all, in our community, through our church, uh, but there is a big burden on my heart to see people um, so, like getting through the marriages and thriving, not just surviving or uh, going their separate ways because of the, the real challenges that come through marriage. And then kids doing well, doing well in education, doing well in friendships uh, because they will then be the next generation of families mm -hmm. and people having a really solid uh, understanding of their value. So if I was to dream big, it would be around the area of family. And one way that I get to outwork that at the moment is through my own kids and through my own marriage and then through school when I'm teaching. And also I get to be part of that through Mahurangi Vineyard with uh, Tribe at the moment with the awesome team that I work with, Tammy and Sherry and our lovely uh, parent volunteers that help. So I also love um reading about 
family and people and education. That's a bit of a passion of mine. So I really look forward to seeing what uh, dreams God has for me to step into within our church community, within uh, Mahurangi and then within New Zealand. Right. That's awesome. Yeah, I think uh, one what really excites me, um, and I was having a discussion about this um, with a friend of mine recently. But one thing that really excites me is, is helping people in themselves, um, and whether that is training a new person at work um, and you know, maybe how they should speak to customers or use tonality um, or guide them through the process, um, and then seeing them succeed in that. Um, whether that's, you know, sharing wisdom um, when discussing, you know, open life matters with, with friends and being able to provide wisdom and receive wisdom as well, um, to instructing the youth and the things of Jesus Christ, you know, that yeah, I'm passionate about and then seeing those things flourish and seeing what God does with, with those seeds. It's, you know, that's something that really stirs me. And, I, uh, you know, if I think about the church, you know, the church in general, um, you know, it's the bride of Christ and she is beautiful, but broken, you know, and that's sort of the, that's sort of the point. <laughs> um, and, you know, I think one of the questions that I, that I sort of ask myself or, or the thing that I imagine or, or dream about, um, and this is not to take away what the church um, has done, you know, is doing and what will do. Um, but I suppose one of the things that really sort of stirs in me is, you know, what if the church was the cornerstone for helping others? Mm-hmm. You know, what if people who are hungry, who are homeless, mm. who are poor, struggling, suicidal, burdened, hurting, like imagine if the first place that they thought to sort help was the church, mm. um, because they knew that the church was full of other broken people who have found something that has made them whole and who are ready to brace the inconvenience of serving those most in need, you know, and, and obviously the church there's elements of that that happens and amazing incredible things um but i'm like you know there's, there's that push for more you mm-hmm. know there's there's so much more that uh that we can do and, and dive deeper and and you know it it takes it takes a community of of people and community of of believers to fulfill that and um but that's sort of the you know when i think about the church in general you know that's what excites me about what the church can can do um what the church is doing and what the church can become mm, that's so cool that's Wonderful. been like our conversations eh? yeah just, just let's go come on <laughs> <laughs> come on level one yeah here we go so is there anything like i know when we um finished up at not finished up at church <laughs> but that last sunday that we didn't realize was our last sunday or actually it was the one before that but where we kind of gave out those brochures and had those areas to pray into and um Hopefully everyone's continuing to do that. We have had some great feedback. So is there anything you feel like God has been speaking to you guys for Maharangi Vineyard over this, for this next season? Um, not to put you on the spot. I mean, what you've shared was just great, but yeah. you may have more. Yeah, so I was thinking, just pondering about our church, Maharangi Vineyard, and I just love that name, Vineyard. I felt like if I was to imagine a vineyard, it would be a place where people can meet together, uh, where you laugh, you spend time together, you share stories together, you have good wine, good grapes, some good food. Uh, so in the vineyard, 
there is there is work to be done uh, to tend it, to make it flourish, but you get to enjoy the fruit of your labor in the vineyard. And as well as that, then the grapes and the wine, they get taken out of the vineyard too, because there's plenty. Once you, when it's a healthy vineyard, there's heaps, there's an abundance, and it gets taken out into the, bright, uh, the broader community and other people get to enjoy fruit they get to enjoy the wine uh, and it blesses them and I really feel like we as a community as a church in Mahurangi we can come together and we can build each other up we can flourish together and then we will go out and we will impact other people in ways that will bring them joy that will bring them life uh, and where they get to flourish as well because of what we take out of our church to share with them yeah beautiful picture so great yeah yeah i I really i really like that i think that's a really great picture for the for mahirangi vineyard church um you know just to reiterate that the vineyard satisfies those that are that are in it and that attending it um but that it's sort of designed to be distributed out and to be sent out um and yeah so i think that's a beautiful picture um i think for me uh one of the verses that uh, has been really key for me um, over over lockdowns, um, and it's something that I shared with the leadership team, but it, it's for the church, is um, Psalm 32, verse 8, where it says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go, and I will guide you with my eye. And I just think that there's something beautiful in that, that there's nothing new under the sun, um, and that every generation before us struggled. Um whether it was war, whether it was lockdowns, whether it was, um, you know, whatever, uh, famines or suffering, you know, and uh, we obviously live in the here and now and, and you know, we sort of have our woes that, <laughs> that we have to walk through. Um, but God isn't surprised by anything. He's not blindsided. Um, there, is no, there is no blind spot when it, comes to, when it comes to God. We have the blind spots, but not him. Um, and so I think that verse there is so important that we can have confidence that as we seek the Lord, that he will instruct us, he will teach us in the way that we should go. So there's the instruction. So we learn the instruction. There's, then there's the teaching, you know, how do you, you know, how do you actually apply that? Um, and then there's the guidance. Once you know how to apply it, how do you continue to apply it going forward? You know, so there's that three stage aspect there. And I think that, um, I think beyond that, just, I guess uh, I just feel a stirring of a real hunger for prayer um, at the church, you know, and when I think about when we were getting, you know, when we were gathering together, <laughs> it, it sounds, sounds so meager, um, but, um, you know, when we were together, you know, we had the prayer meetings in the morning and, and obviously I love to, to see more people um, come, come in for that. Um, but it was, it was so powerful, you know, so passionate and it was so such an awesome sort of foundation for, for the service to come. And I think that the things that we should be praying into is a stirring of revival in our church and in this community um, or an undeniable imprint of the Holy Spirit in a powerful way upon our youth uh, for a sense of freedom um, to bask in the joy of salvation um, and to understand the power behind confession of sins, burdens, hardships amongst one another. And that when we share those things, um, in a corporate vision or all with one another, um, there is great freedom that comes and there's power behind it and God blesses that, you know, and I've, I have seen that in my own life 
where I have had deliverance from things by confessing it, um, you know, in a, in a safe group. Um, so, you know, I think there's power behind that. And then um, I think the, the second thing is also just this, this thought around having our own place that we can call home for Mahodangi Vineyard Church. Um, and, you know, a new building um, that will open new doors, um, literally and figuratively, um, uh, for new opportunities for our community. Um, I really believe that um, a building of our own will just open up the floor for some great opportunities that we can actually do for our community and for our people. Um, and so, you know, obviously praying for the miracle that that is and, and um, you know, God, there is a land allotted out there somewhere that has been blessed and ordained by God. Um, and it's up to us to, to seek that out. Um, so I think prayer is definitely something that, um, you know, is, is definitely stirring in me for the church. Um, again, to pray for those, for those things, revival in our church and in our community, um, an imprint of the Holy Spirit for the youth, a sense of um, freedom and joy and salvation, and then the power of being able to speak and openly have conversation um, with one another and see the freedom that can come with that. Wonderful. Sounds so wonderful. So exciting. Um, and so, you know, speaking of prayer, why don't we just, um, would you, um, each of you, I guess, just really um, pray over over this conversation, but also just, you know, we, we, um, we're kind of in this Zoom together, but obviously when this goes out, it goes out to lots of different families all over the area with, with lots of just different situations or circumstances. Um, and so we just thought it'd be really great to end these kind of like get to know um, you guys with just you praying a blessing over, over every person who, who watches this, um, whether it's on Sunday morning or, or any time during the week. Um, Father, Lord, we glorify your name. We thank you for your son, Jesus, and our true and, and only hope. And uh, God, that without Jesus, we have no story. Um, we just thank you for what you've done on the cross and, and that through that we are saved and we are invited to the table because our because of the mercy and grace that we find through your son. And, and so, Lord, we just, God, we just glorify your name. And through these hard times of, of lockdown and the uncertainty and, and the chaos that it can drive, Lord, we just declare, I just declare in the name of Jesus, your peace, mm -hmm. your peace over every single person in the name of Jesus, that peace that surpasses all understanding. Holy Spirit is stirring to ask that question, you know, where does our, where, where does our trust lie? What are we focusing on? Are we focusing on the person of Jesus Christ as our, as our trust, as our, as our heart for you, Jesus? Or are we worried about tomorrow? Are we worried about the things for today? Lord, your Bible declares not to worry, but to focus mm -hmm. in on the person of Jesus Christ. To seek first your kingdom and your righteousness. To trust in the Lord with all our heart. To lean not on our own understanding. But when we acknowledge you, God, it says in your word that you will direct our paths. And so we just ask, Lord, that you would instruct us, you would teach us, and you would guide us in the way that we should go for um, at, together as, as individuals, as family, as a church. Lord, that you would open up the doors, Father, for a new building, uh, a new lot of land, Father, and the, the, the God-appointed opportunities that can come with that. Um, Father, and just declare, um, God, just that... that uh, that vision that, that Grace had around a vineyard, Lord, that uh, God, that we would be a people uh, that are willing to 
not only enjoy the fruits of the vineyard and enjoy the fruits of, of your kingdom uh, in, the, in our own realm of the church, Father, but have this passion and desire to share that with our community, to share that with others, Father, to, to be unashamed, to, to be fully confident, Father, to, to know that you are our firm foundation and that you go with us, that you are for us, that if God is for us, who can be against us? Mm-hmm. That greater is in, uh, he that is in me than he that is in the world, that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. But I am blessed and I am loved by the Lord and, and he goes where I go. And we need to step out in faith and do the things that you've called us to do. And so I declare that trust, I declare that mm-hmm. peace, and I declare that passion over us in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for each person that hears this message. God, may it be an encouragement to them. And I pray that as we go through our personal challenges and whatever season we might be in, God, that you would show us uh, what you've put in our hand to bless others. Thank you, God, that even when we feel weary, tired, disappointed, uh, like we don't have enough to give, God, there is uh, something little that you Uh, call us to do to bless others and so we just pray that you would equip us with that this week to be able to bless those around us whether that be through a text message or um, a phone call or dropping off baking God or just picking some flowers for someone God we just thank you uh, that there's always something that we can do uh, to share your love with those around us amen amen well thank you very much guys we have just so loved hearing from you we look forward to doing this um, but like, like I've said every week, I think so far, if you are watching this morning and you really love someone to stand with you and pray, know that there are lots of us who would love to do that. Um, so please reach out, whether it's sending us a text or sending us an email. Um, there, are, there are definitely lots of people that would love to stand with you. And, and so have a wonderful day. Enjoy your, the rest of your weekend. Um, look forward to hopefully good news coming ahead <laughs> and we're moving in the right direction. Um, but yeah, thank you so much to Niall and Grace. Yeah. Thank you. You can uh, we... see why we love these guys. Exactly. Yeah. Thanks, guys. See ya. Thanks, See ya. See ya.